Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast Season 4. We're going to get to a lot today. It is late August. Kids are back on campus. Officially, classes have started. Summer's over. Uh, Single tier. Right. uh, They're more than one. More than one. One one. It was a great summer. I I had a great summer. I hope you all did, too. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the non-conference schedule which has been announced. We're going to go through some of the lineup. Well, not the lineup, but the roster, at least. Uh, I'm Corey Palm. That's Tanner Lips. That's uh, head coach Tony Ursland. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're going to remember how we do this thing. And and uh, trust Maybe. me, there was some there was some bad mouthing of Zoom uh, just before we came on air. So uh, we are we are happy to be back with you. And uh, uh, Coach Tanner, great to see you guys. No, great to be back. And uh, you talk about summer, and I'd say what summer, because we'll talk about how we spent ours. But, yeah, honestly, a lot of work got done in a, in a positive way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I got away for a minute to enjoy my family and some time off. And, and here we are again, as you say. Tony, a little hard to believe um, we are starting our fourth season of the podcast here. And, um, you know, we look back at however many, you know, I'd have to check the episode count on how many that actually totals up to, but I, I think we're somewhere in probably like the eighties the or nineties. And, uh, I feel like, uh, we've had a lot of cool guests and, and we're going to have, you know, probably, probably a lot more here as we, as we get going on, on season four of the show. Yeah. A lot of new and fun things to discuss and then just a lot of changes too. Right. I mean, you know, I, I know we're going to discuss mostly the team and some summer and recruiting today, but uh, you think about NIL and some of the different things that are just happening in the la- landscape of college athletics. So I'm sure we'll have a lot of new and different uh, guests that we can bring on and, and kind of bring clarity to some interesting issues going on in college sports. Officially episode number 78, this one right 78, here. Corey. See, I knew we could come through with it. <laughs> very good, uh, very good ballpark figure there. Coach, you teased it a little bit. Uh, busy summer for you and the guys. Let's uh let's go ahead and walk through some of the things that that you did, some of the things that they did. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, first and foremost, you know, our guys, we uh started summer school second week in June, and then typically right the entire team's back, and it was no different this year. Uh, so we, we had a good six or seven week training cycle. Uh, most of our incoming freshmen made it to, to that, uh, you know, kind of cycle as well. So we were lucky to have all, but maybe two guys that have just joined us this week here, this summer, getting a jump on the team and building those relationships that are kind of so critical, uh, for every team, you know, in their success. So just really enjoyed having the group on campus, uh, getting to know those guys and then starting on. Uh, kind of indoctrinating them into our culture and kind of how we want to do things, especially now that you mix school into it, where their life got a whole lot busier. Yeah, yeah it was real different. Uh, a lot of rule changes this summer, and we can uh, probably won't get that get to those today, but we may discuss them more on another show. Um, but one of the positive changes was that um, was it increased how easy it was to get the freshmen on campus and, and get them rolling. Um, you know, there was, there used to be a lot of hoops they had to jump through and, uh, they, they reduced, they reduced a lot of that. So, um, what was great having those guys, uh, you know, one of the other things, Tony, in addition to having a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of training, um, we were able to bring camps back on campus. Yeah. 
No, that's a great point. And, and we did, we were fortunate. We had one uh, and numbers were good, right? Camps are kind of back in a stronger way for everyone. Uh, I believe that's, you know, what, indicative of what happened at all of Purdue's camps, but we had a good, just general technique camp with a, with a number of people, both men and women. Um, so, so the women were out as well in, in good numbers this summer. And then we had the opportunity to run a, a strong, uh, you know, what you call a prospect camp, you know, prior, prior to Fargo, uh, which is one of the ways we spent our summer too, from a recruiting standpoint and, and had a number of really good kids, kids who won national championships uh, were at that camp. And obviously several kids who are all Americans as well. So yeah, camps were back in a big way and, and, and served a, a number of purposes, right. Just from, you know, uh, helping our guys kind of dig deeper into the sport and, and mentor and, and, and teach technique and think about our sport in different ways which I think is always helpful. And then just having some elite kids on our campus once again. Uh, definitely a lot of fun to, uh, to have those groups around. Um, we were lucky enough to, you know, the camp got so big that we couldn't even hold it in the room. We had to move, uh, we had to move some mats out in the Lambert field house mm -hmm. and, uh, and spread out. And um, which was probably a really good thing, Tony, because it was hot. Yeah, boy, it was it was hot that the kids got tested that week, man. It was hot and humid. So there's no doubt they were tested in a number of ways. It was uh, it was pretty crazy to uh, but it was fun. It was fun. We ended up staying out there for pretty much the whole month, Corey, where we had uh, we had three mats pulled out onto uh, onto the track in Lambert and, um, you know, a little bit more air moving around with it. You know, we, we definitely didn't uh, we didn't lose a whole lot of heat. From, no, from it was still stuck in there, but yeah, it was still, it was still, uh, it was still pretty warm, but at the same time, it was cool to, uh, you know, we had the big fans and, <clears throat> and, and everything out there. So, uh, it was good to have a little bit more space, let the guys fly around a little bit more and, and, yeah. uh, and take advantage of a cool situation. Yep. Change of scenery, scenery is never a bad thing, right? I mean, just to get out of the room where you're going to spend the rest of your year anyway. No, it was fun and different for everybody. And, you know, it's something you want to keep doing, right? I mean, every every summer you'd like to go back to that. Uh, yeah, I know every time I would run into Tanner throughout the month of July, he's like, how are we going to – yeah, I'm like, are you, are you guys almost done yet? He's like, no, we got three more. Three more games. Like, oh, dude, come on. <laughs> so it's busy month for sure. It was crazy. Um, camps were fun. It was my – you know, with, with COVID and everything, it was my first time uh, – getting to go through camps and do camps and, and do that. And like, uh, like coach Erslin said, we had some, some record numbers for, for some of those groups and, you know, uh, the prospect camp, the elite camp was, was very different. It was smaller. So we, you know, we had two camps that were both very, very different from yep. a, uh, you know, just the way they operated and how many people we had and the way we scheduled it and so on and so forth. So that was, you know, one of them was, you know, uh, the prospect camp was with prep for Fargo was all freestyle. So that was obviously real different for me. Um, seeing that every day and some of the different stuff they were teaching and whatnot. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was wild getting kids checked in and checked out and settled in and up in the morning, tucked into bed at night. It was, it was nuts. Tony has, has your approach to camps changed over the years? Has that evolved? I mean, I know back in the day, you probably went yeah. to, to camps yourself. Uh, how has that, how has that changed in the last few days? Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, 
you know, for me, it, it's changed a lot. You know, I've, I've been at places, boy, where you, you camped for an entire month or a good part of the summer, you know, and that's just what you did. And um, there's so much more going on these days uh, with kids and how their parents spend those, that money too. Right. So you got to think of that. So we try to pick and choose our spots, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we had a couple camps here and then we'll also do some satellite camps. I'd call them at, at high schools where you go out and reach the kids there because so many kids these days, the, the club system, if you will, is so strong. You know, uh, parents aren't sending their kids as much to camps, right? Like they used to, because boy, they're spending their money going to club year round or, or whatever it might be. So it, it has changed from maybe when I, especially you think about 30 years ago, when I yeah. came out of high school, boy, every summer, I probably did three or four wrestling camps. You know, that's what I did. I, I picked out the schools that I was really interested in and I go, you know, go see them to get a feel, not only for the campus, but learn different things. And, and today that's not quite the same. Mm -hmm. Kids still do camp, especially after a couple of years with COVID off that they, they really came out this year. But I just think you see a difference in how families spend their money. And, and as a coach, you got to be aware of that. Uh, of course, I always encourage my young coaches too. you know, you talk about AJ and Jake and, and some of these other guys too. It, there's great opportunities for them if they want to go camping. You know, I've got, I've got two, I got twin boys as most people may know. So, you know, when we're, when we're done with camps or, uh, you know, the season, you know, I'm trying to get out and watch them play baseball or swim as well. So yeah. it's a little different for me than what it was when I was, you know, a young, you know, young guy. But I think that's that's it's different for everybody and how they're spending their dollars. So that was a good question, though, because it's definitely changed, you know, over the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, transitioning away from wrestling a little bit. Um, took a little break, got a little vacation in here and there. Um, I know, Tony, you had a really cool trip up uh, up north of the border. Got to spend some time away with uh, with your dad. Yeah, no, that was, that was awesome. Um, normally that's like an August trip, right? Like as soon as the summer training's over, um, we will, we'll head up and go to Canada and get some fishing in Northwest Ontario. But due to COVID uh, this, we'd had my trip canceled for two straight years. So this year they took the leash office and said, yeah, the border's open and we could go. And we went the 4th of July week. Uh, it, and that was awesome. I don't know, you know, if the fish just took took the two years to get bigger or whatever, but we caught so much, so many walleye, lake trout, you know, northern, you know, it was, it was, the fishing was outstanding. And my dad and, and father-in-law actually as well was up on that trip. So that was one, you know, that was a four or five day getaway that, that I really appreciated. And, you know, um, it didn't disappoint because boy, we caught a lot of fish and they were all big. That's awesome. And that's not just a fishing story for you. That's, right. That is the 100% truth, people. <laughs> We're going to need photos. If I'm not I got photos, too. I got a picture <laughs> of a 49-inch northern. Uh, that I, I actually really saw that photo. I, so saw I got that photos, photo. boys. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, uh, Corey, you get to do anything that cool? Uh, nothing that cool. We, we took a few trips. Um, we road tripped through uh, Oklahoma and Arkansas. Don't ask. Um, but we, we also, <laughs> we spent, a we spent a couple of week, uh, a long weekend with, uh, with both sets of grandparents for my little girl. So she, uh, she, she got some good time there with them. And then, and then we got a, a beach getaway to Florida for a couple of days too. We did a bunch of little, 
little trips. Uh, the beach was 100% Attaboy. for me because I found out I'm the only one in my family that likes the beach. Um, I think they're crazy, <laughs> but uh, that's, yeah, a, that's I another too. conversation uh, for another day. It is. But, uh, how about you, T? Um, the regular stuff. Went out to California, got to see some of my siblings. Uh, it was a quick trip for 4th of July. Um, it was wild. Uh, California for a state where fireworks are illegal. Um, we didn't even have to go to like a, uh, like a show. Like we literally just sat in my sister's driveway and there were people doing their own private fireworks shows like in every direction. Like it was nuts, like 360 degrees of fireworks going on everywhere around you. And I'm sitting there looking at people. I'm like, you can't buy fireworks in this state. What is going on right now? Wink, wink. <laughs> it was, like, it was like, this is nuts. It was, I mean, yeah. And it went on forever. So that was cool. Um, Got up to a little hideaway in Michigan for for a week or so, um, you know. Got a little beach time at Lake Michigan and and hung out. You know, uh, my six year old has um, fallen in love with the water this summer and like his swimming. Like, it was crazy beginning of the summer. Like he wouldn't go near the water without some floaties, and now he's psychotic, like jumping in from all different angles and fishing stuff off the bottom of the pool and no, we, it's, it's nuts. Kids change fast. So it's been, uh, it, it's been a, a wild summer from that standpoint, but otherwise, um, a lot of wrestling and definitely, definitely ready to get back to it with, uh, with a new group this fall. Um, as uh, you know, I'll, I'll let Tony talk more in depth about this, but it's a, uh, it's a fun new young group. You know, for having some of the upperclassmen that we have and like, you know, Parker Phileas in his 17th year of college, <laughs> um, you know, Panola, Coleman, um, uh, Matt Ramos. You know, we've got some of these guys that have been around a little bit, but there is uh, a huge group of, of new faces that are going to hit the lineup and, and, and hit the room this fall. Yeah, people are going to have to uh, uh, dust off the old programs or I guess look at the new ones because there's going to be a lot of names potentially in that lineup um, that are going to be having a, an impact on this program this year. For sure. So, um, Tony, you want to run through some of the new faces? I know that, um, you know, we announced a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, we announced Brody Bowman on signing day. And yep. uh, we announced transfer student Jake Knoll, who came to us from North Carolina State. Um, when he signed his tender. Um, but there were a lot of other guys that we do the rules. We were unable to announce at the time that um, have, yep. have joined us. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you guys, Ruble, uh, Law, you know, Cade Law, Makatange, Kamasholi, and, and Brack Hooper. You know, those are all guys, young guys that have decided to join us that we feel will be uh, – great additions to the program for lots of different reasons. I mean, obviously they can all wrestle and they've had uh, uh, solid distinguished careers in high school, but, you know, probably more importantly for us, you know, the kind of, kind of young people we think can really add to the culture of what we're doing. You know, they believe in the work ethic and the passion that we have for the sport and they're willing to do what's necessary to have success. So just, I think, you know, talent's one thing and you're always looking for talent, no doubt. 
But the the longer I've coached, I've always talked about, you know, kind of the, how people add to culture in different different ways. And I think this class does that in, in a big way for us because we will be young this year. But you're looking for guys who will add to that work ethic and the energy in the room. You know, people who have great attitudes about working hard and getting better and finding different ways to get better. You know, we talked a lot the other day. Um, about, you know, finding all the different ways you can get better when you, cause when you talk about a guy like, let's take Parker, you know, Parker Phillies, for instance, you know, he's in his sixth year coming back. Uh, he's already graduated with his undergrad that the way that guy is going to find ways to get better is going to be vastly different than some of these true freshmen, like say a Cade law, you know, they're all, you know, working towards the same things, but they're starting from different spots. Right. And so the, the goal of my, my any program, right. Is, how can you find new and different ways for all of these guys to continue to get better? And so you got to show them all the different ways that's involved in getting better. So that that's kind of where we're at with this group. We're, we're going to have to go back um, with a young group and really mentor a lot and assume nothing and kind of teach them everything that we're about. Um, and I will say this, I'm talking a lot about youth, but I really still believe in this group. They're, they're talented. They, they can all wrestle and they have accolades. Um, so, um, I, I don't expect any, you know, anything, uh, you know, as far as the same standard that we've had and building forward on it, right? Like we're going to still move forward in a program, but we will be young. And so I think that requires maybe, you know, not assuming anything and making sure these guys all know what's involved uh, in winning at a high level. Um, in addition to uh, the new faces, we're going to, we're going to introduce some, some new places to the program as we, uh, you know, we rolled out our non-conference schedule, what, like, two weeks ago, Tony, does that sound right? Yeah. Um, uh, two cool things about, or I shouldn't say two, uh, cool things about this schedule include a lot of home dates mm -hmm. and uh, a few uh, a few new tournaments that we don't traditionally go to. No doubt. Um, we were on the road a little bit more last year, and that'll pay dividends this year in terms of a lot of those schools will come back to visit us. You think of Ryder and Drexel uh, are all coming to – to us this year and so we really need our fans to come out and support right so come out and support this young group as well but it's nice we're going to be young but we're also going to be at home a lot especially early in the year and so when you think about that i kind of tease that we've got first home duel um the 13th of november is rider returning that date to us just a single duel so that'll be kind of a nice first home event for us and then we get busy on the 20th with a quad which is going to be Cleveland state. Another place, you know, we went to Cleveland state last year, Northern Illinois. It's kind of been, you know, just, um, you know, a, a stalwart, I guess, if you will, in, in, in that quad. So Cleveland state, uh, Northern Illinois, us, and then um, uh, Chattanooga, a new addition, right? So Chattanooga is going to be joining us for that first, uh, for that first quad of the year. And then boy, another quad that I'll mention um, before I talk about some of these tournaments, December 20th, immediately following finals, we're going to have uh, Drexel, who's going to return to us after us making our way out there last year. But then two new additions, people have not seen necessarily on our schedule a lot. Campbell from down south and Utah Valley out west will we'll complete that quad. So uh, a nice mix of teams we saw last year that owe us home dates and then some exciting new additions that will honestly, they'll be on our schedule the next couple of years because um, they'll come to us this year and I'll return the favor to them in the future. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting makeup for us early on. I know a lot of this is strategic, Tony, and 
Um, you know, it's obviously what you try to do. You know, you try to be at home a little bit more with a young team, right? That's not something that's exclusive to wrestling. That's, you know, that's a pretty much, that's an athletics thing. Um, You're telling me that's like a common coaching tactic? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I guess, like, it's what you try to do, but we were able to really make it come together this year as far as, you know, getting people to agree to come to us and having some of these dates, like you said, we went on the road in the past. And so people were willing to return the favor. Um, you know, how did that all kind of come together in, in, a, in a perfect storm of sorts? Well, I mean, it, it just, it started two years ago. I mean, you're, you're always looking ahead, right? I mean, you're never just, if you're reacting to things all the time, you're probably behind, right? I mean, let's, let's be honest, right? You don't want to be in a position where you're always reacting. So just kind of looking a couple years out, we knew we were going to be younger. When you look at who, who was coming back, we knew Devin was going to come back and, you know, we knew that what that team was going to be. And I thought, okay, that's okay. We can be on the road. It's an older group and um, we want to be on the road more. So, Starting last year, I said, hey, we'll come see you guys. When we're talking to some of these non-conference opponents, I told them, I'm happy to come out there this year if you'll return the date next year. So just knowing that, hey, as my team turns over, I wanted to be at home more that next year. And so I was happy to go on the road last year with what I would consider a more experienced group. And so that way we were going to really be able to kind of load up, I guess, if you will, and be at home more especially early on in the season before we get to big 10 competition. Uh, <clears throat> two new tournaments on the schedule. Um, we'll return to Vegas in the uh, first weekend in December for the uh, Cliff Keen Las Vegas collegiate invitational, which is always a great trip. But, um, you know, tell us a little bit about the two uh, new trips and, and how they, how they found their way on the schedule. Yeah. Um, well, in an effort to just see different competition, because it is easy to get stuck in your ways. We've done Michigan State a lot, you know, if you follow us years ago. Um, and so I just felt like we wanted to change the scenery. And so uh, Clarion, uh, you know, small college with, with you know, a strong tradition of wrestling, hosts an open every year. So we decided to load up the bus. And on November 6th, we're going to be out at Clarion in an open tournament. Um, probably a nice rule change for people to be aware of too is, um, now true freshmen cannot compete unattached in an open first semester. So if they are going to compete, it has to be attached, meaning we mm -hmm. have to pay and, and, and bring them on the bus or travel them with us. And so we're going to be taking a lot of, uh, a lot of these young guys I just mentioned probably on that bus as well to our first open. So we'll have a large group out at the Clarion open on November 6th. The one thing I will uh, mention from a rule standpoint as well, yes, they can't compete unattached um, uh, next year in the first semester, but they can use five dates of competition, whether it's in a duel or tournaments and not burn red shirts, okay. similar to what people may have seen with football, right? So football has four dates and they don't uh, red shirt, uh, don't have to red shirt. So same for us. Um, we get five dates of competition before they lose their red shirt. So another nice kind of rule change for the kids that people will have to follow along where maybe if they see a kid in an event early and they're like, oh, they pulled his red shirt. Well, no, not necessarily. You know, it might just an opportunity presented themselves and we want to see how they're doing. And I think that's that's a great rule change for us where kids get experience and we get a chance to evaluate them sooner than ever. 
but not necessarily lose their red shirt. So uh, that that will be fun. So, yep, that's the the clearing open. Keep an eye on who's all on the bus for us out there. It's going to be a full bus. It's going to be a full bus. We were just talking about that the other day. Probably as big a party as we've ever had, honestly, heading there. Um, You mentioned Cliff Keen, another nice test, but we only get to take 10. That's not an open, um, but always a great event. And then the other event that's going to be new is uh, Southern Scuffle. We're going to try that this year. Again, just in, in an effort just to see different things and, and tr- different people, see where we're at. Um, still another really quality tournament. I, I consider it the same uh, as Midlands. You know what I mean? That, that mm-hmm. Midlands has kind of been a staple. And truthfully, we'll still have kids in all likelihood at Midlands. You know, some maybe some younger guys and different things like that. But um, we're going to take a group probably of about 15 guys is what we're kind of looking at. Uh, to to the scuffle so our our 10 starters uh probably and then then a number of number twos as well yeah um a lot of people i saw that you know i think we got more comments on social media uh with the schedule release regarding scuffle than anything else um just because like you said we've you know our our holiday tournament has always been uh has always been midlands and like you said we'll we'll, we'll still send kids to midlands yeah um but uh, yeah. having a team down at Scuffle and seeing some different teams and some different, you know, different formats will be uh, will be interesting for sure. No doubt. And, and, and just to let people know kind of my thoughts, I still love Midlands and we'll be back you know, 100%. We will still be back at that tournament. Uh, love it. But um, I was ready to try some different things in terms of how you qualify for nationals. And we've talked about that a lot, right, Um, in terms of APR, win percentage, coaches rank. And so I thought this would be a good time to get out, see some different people and see kind of how that affects, you know, where we're at in the year in terms of qualification for the national championships and and seedings and different things like that as well. So just something we're going to try to see how that affects that whole formula. Well, uh, a good reminder that there's too many acronyms in college sports. You said APR instead of RPI. Thank you. Which, That's which, what you're here for, man, is to to, to, it, to catch me, right? I mean, I try. I try. Um, well, and I, I'll say to 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 explain myself, all of these freshman rules I'm talking about came out of APR <laughs> academic progress rate changes. So I knew where you're. I knew the only way I can explain myself to people who are like, man. He really is getting C now, which has been brought up before. <laughs> that was a heavy topic in this week's staff meeting was Ursland's uh, <laughs> dementia and the fact that he's he's losing it. So yeah, um, he, he yeah he had he had to he had he had to swallow a, a tough bite there in that that meeting because he asked the he asked the question at the table this week. He's like, guys, am I am I senile? Am I losing it? <laughs> And everybody yeah. at the table was, well, we've been, we've been thinking it for about a year or two or something, but we didn't want to say anything. So um, it was, you know, a nice big slice of humble pie for him. Yeah, too many things on my plate, Corey. Too I, too many I things understand. running around on that hamster wheel too fast, buddy. Yep, yep. Too many times around is dangerous. Uh, <laughs> to, to emphasize your point on the scuffle and seeing different competition, last year's field uh, included just three teams from the Big Ten. Yep. Um, you know, it Midlands traditionally is is pretty Big Ten heavy. Uh, Maryland, Michigan State, and Minnesota, according to uh, according to Chattanooga's website, were the three Big Ten teams that had a presence there last year. So Penn State, man, there may have been some random Penn State kids there, right? Too. Some 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 
smaller groups maybe but but as far as teams go that was that was the yeah. representation versus you know a lot of southeast schools stanford was there oklahoma state was there you know uh virginia tech some, yep. some northeast schools cornell and columbia duke drexel so you, you just getting a different flavor that you know that that puts a little bit more uh a, l- a little bit more juice behind what you were saying there and and i think it's a great move and I, the other thing that i really love about scuffle that i'm i i think is great you know we talk about rpi we talk about scheduling we talk about all that stuff um scuffle is a uh d1 exclusive event and so it's gonna count and there's every match is going to count. There's, there are traditionally, I don't know if they'll change this, but traditionally there are no non D one schools and there are no post grants. So you don't run into those situations where, um, you know, a guy, and this is, this is kind of a thing with open tournaments, you know, you, you go to an open tournament, depending on how the bracket falls, you maybe get, you know, a D two guy or an NAIA guy, and then maybe you get a post grad and, you wrestle five matches and you leave with only like two that count. Yep. And so that can be a, uh, that can be a strange factor with some of these, some of these other tournaments and some of the open tournaments, how they, how they help us or hurt us from that standpoint when it comes to NCAA qualification and RPI and, and all that stuff. Yep. No doubt. Another thing well, I like coach that you're doing with going to the clearing open is, is, I know last year with the more veteran team, you stayed away from that uh, opening weekend tournament for the team, going to Clarion, yep. getting those younger guys, you know, not only competing at home, but hopefully getting them a, a <clears throat> good handful of matches on that opening weekend instead of just one or two through, uh, through duels. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. Just making sure, right. The goal is to make sure that by the end of the year, going into big tens and then the national championships, the kids have the experiences and opportunities that, that are going to serve them best. And that's, and that's where, you know, to your point, I really landed last year, a uh, veteran group. Hey, let's just get into the duels right away, you know, get them to see some people um, that are going to be important for them, but we didn't need the match count say, mm-hmm. and here we'll have an opportunity and hopefully right. Everybody stays healthy and we can get their match counts where we want in that first semester. So if you have anybody get hurt or you got to sit somebody or, you know, those situations present themselves, you've not hurt yourself in terms of um, qualification status uh, again, going into March. For sure. Um, One last thing probably good to touch on here is, you know, as we said, uh, the guys are back, kids are back, classes have started. And uh, the thing that always immediately follows that is uh, bringing recruits to campus. Um, got a uh, got an exciting next probably six weeks or so of uh, of outstanding young men from all over the country uh, coming to campus, getting to uh, experience what we have to offer here at Purdue. Yeah, um, you know, I'll go back and I'll and I'll <laughs> tell people more about how we spent our summer, so that you catch up to what's going to happen in the next two week, six weeks. I mean, you basically go back to the first week in June, even when we were out at. Uh, you know, Ohio for the U23s, right? They had the, the U20 world teams, right, that were competing. So we've been recruiting since that first week in June. So we were at the U20s, cadets, cadet duels, junior duels, Fargo, like all of those events were things we were at in recruiting. And then we were doing a number of home visits, you know, and I still got home visits coming up here this week uh, and, and, and early into this fall as well. 
but what you just said is kind of where we're going to go now. We've been out all summer seeing these guys, evaluating, getting to know them and their families. And now they're going to be here uh, this fall, starting, you know, Thursday night when that, you know, Purdue kicks off against Penn State. And so that's really kind of getting down towards the end. You know, it's not certainly going to be the last piece of recruiting, but, you know, we've been out and again, getting to evaluate them and get to know their families. Now they're going to connect all the dots, so to speak, with everything we've been telling them about what Purdue has, how they fit in, what our resources are for them. And now that'll really connect the dots for these for these young men and their families. And then hopefully, you know, we're, we're looking to get commitments and 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 kind of move forward with knowing what our classes are going to look like in the future. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, you know, we got the guys that are going to be seniors this fall, class of 2023, uh, you know, some of which are going to be looking to sign a national letter of intent in, in November and doing that whole thing. Um, you know, obviously we've talked about this at length before, but um, with the accelerated recruiting process, opening up the juniors to official visits and, and having them on campus, and, you know, we have, one young man that obviously we can't speak too much about, but has been to committed, has been committed to us for almost a year already. And he's, you know, still, you know, taking his official visit, but has the opportunity to take unofficial visits and come back and see us uh, from time to time. And so it's, uh, it's going to be a wild next couple months. Um, and this is in addition to the fact, like we're still going to have coaches heading out to see major events all over the, all, all over the country. Um yeah, you got Elite Eight duels uh, September. You got Super, Super 32, 32 October. IHO here in our home state. Yeah, there's a lot going on. <clears throat> it'll be uh, it'll be nuts, and uh, we'll uh, you know we'll we'll patch together. You know, we'll send. I think Coach Souflon's probably going to Elite Eight duels on a uh, on a weekend when we have a bunch of recruits in, and uh, Coach Shop is you know he loves Super 32. He'll probably head out there. Um, same weekend we have parents weekend as well as maybe some recruits on campus. So it's, uh, it's going to be wild. I'm excited. It's fun. I love the football's back. Um, we, we know you love college football, Tony. And so love it. Um, love it. <clears throat> and, and, you know, Corey, Corey will probably be a little bit busy this fall. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not like you have anything to do. Hey, well, I mean, for me goodness sakes, the name on his uh, screen says Purdue football even. So yes. <laughs> you know, we're on a wrestling podcast and we got hey, Purdue football. The fans can't see that, Tony. They don't, they, they don't see. Out. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, gave it up. Okay. I gave up okay. Corey. I threw Corey under the bus. He's sorry, a wrestling but- man. We know this, but I, I I had to bring it up since I've been staring at Purdue football. No, I understand. I got to get that changed. Uh, <laughs> back to, back to this zoom stuff that we were talking about. Corey, what okay. kind of, uh, I know it increases every year. And so, uh, and I'm, I'm curious, I'm assuming you have this number handy, but I'm kind of curious, how many, uh, how many streams do you have this fall? This fall, actually it's wild because our soccer team is so good. And because our volleyball team is, is so good. The big 10 network picked up more of their games than they normally do. So as of right now, through the end of November, not taking basketball or wrestling into account, we're at about 20. Um, Once we add in. Once we Best add in the, the Boilermaker duels and the women's basketball non-conference and a couple of men's basketball non-conference, we'll probably sit around 35, uh, 30 to 35 for the fall semester. And then, you know, in the spring, we'll do another 50. No. Which, 
with baseball and softball and that's okay yeah. i was talking to, to to my my peer up at michigan state uh, because they have a couple other sports that we don't have namely ice hockey um they were at uh they were at 104 streams last year that he was wow. responsible for so so we count our blessings there you go big big 10 network light lightning your load that's what it's yes uh, uh, btn's what it's all about big 10 well, no it's technically it's it's coach roth and coach shondell lightning his load by you yeah. know well, by, demanding, by demanding the attention absolutely no absolutely no yeah. i i hear you buddy <clears throat> yeah it'll be interesting we're still waiting on the big 10 schedule probably about three or four weeks away from that but um you know we had a uh we had a, you know, we had a record year for TV appearances last year. Mm -hmm. And so hoping to see uh, more of that. And, you know, the big 10 continues to uh, increase its commitment to wrestling and, and getting us on TV and, and the yeah, numbers yeah. have warranted that we've talked about that in the past. So um, that'll be fun to, to see roll out here in a few weeks. Yeah. And I would expect uh, when we're talking about home events, we should be at home still quite a bit even with our big 10 schedule, because we know we were on the road against Nebraska. So, so Nebraska should be coming our way. Iowa should be coming our way. Uh, Northwestern, we were on the road and we had IU on the road and we know mm -hmm. we're going to have them. So, so there's at least four, four more events. So we're looking at seven, you know, at home, a good quality home schedule for us this year. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun year. That's great. Looking forward to it. I know I, I probably shouldn't ask this question because I don't know the answer to it or if we can even talk about the answer to it. Are, That's like a lawyer um, technique, right? Don't yeah, ask questions exactly. you don't know the answer to. Is is there is a wrestling media day been been tossed around at all as an idea? It, it has. It's funny you bring that up. Not funny um, because we'd love to have one. Uh, we have every April we have what's called the Big Ten Wrestling Coaches Business Meeting. And that one has been brought up because, as Tanner said, like our our uh, BTN numbers continue to 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 be elevated. Right. We're on a strong trajectory here mm -hmm. where we're, we're number three on their network. And, and so w coaches are definitely asking, can we do that? You know, is that something that we can do and should be done? And so we're waiting to see where that may go. I, I, I don't think we're too far away from it, to tell you the mm -hmm. truth. They did one uh, with volleyball this summer for the first time, so that kind of that kind of brought it front of mind to me, and, and yep. maybe maybe a fun announcement sometime down the road. Yeah, we'll yep. we'll see. I think we'll keep pushing. I mean, that's definitely on our coach's mind. You know, I, yeah. I think it would develop so much content, right, for the Big Ten that they could use throughout the year. You know, Absolutely. what comes out of those things? It's not just a one weekend deal, right? It's stuff you can use all the way through. So yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of support for it. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, let's, uh, you know, we definitely have some more. Um, we've got some exciting announcement coming early next week. Um, we're looking forward to getting that information out there and we will definitely be able to talk more about that at length on next week's show. But um, it's good to be back. Yeah. Yep. A lot of fun and exciting things going on. So uh, look forward to it. Can't wait. Can't wait, fellas. Thanks. And, uh, We'll, we'll do this again next week. Pull it up.